0: Tell them we were going to take up a big, uh, big offering for them today and everything, and they they missed it. They just missed it. Good to see everyone this morning. How y'all are doing? Doing well? Praise God. Got a few minutes with you this morning. Uh, I, I want to say a couple of things before I uh, jump into what I feel like the Holy Spirit's been putting on my heart, and, and uh, like it is always, is I, I stand up here with... So much more in my heart than I have time to share, and it's just how it how it usually is. Uh, it is I know it is for Rifle when he comes up here uh, for all of us. Manuel, um, be praying for Manuel. He's got a uh, an eye infection right now that's really giving him some problems. So be praying for him. And uh, our Tim this morning is preaching over it. The uh, church that we are working with and helping. Life Assembly, so he's over there this morning preaching, and so I'm sure they're having a great time over there uh, as well. Um, I, I want to say, first I want to say thank you. Um, many of you are aware that uh, Cindy and I have a little matter coming up here in August, uh, and it's our 40th year anniversary. Amen. Amen. And, uh, I am, I am more loved today than I have ever been. And y'all pray for Cindy that she could say the same, you know,
1: <laughs>
0: but you know, i am just amazed, you know, 40 years, it just seems like it's flown by so quickly, hadn't it, baby? And, um, but I want to say thank you to many of you, uh, uh I know that faith and, um, uh, and um uh, Debbie, uh, I'm sorry, my mind's going blank this morning Faith and Debbie uh, basically said, "Hey we want we want to bless you guys." And uh, they heard that we were wanting to go we were planning to go out west and and we were going to be at a conference, but at the same time wanted to spend some time time celebrating our anniversary, and they said, "Listen, we want to help you on that trip." And uh, I just want to say thank you." many of you that gave and uh have blessed us and uh um, so grateful so thankful and um so that we could have a have a fun anniversary and uh we we were gonna we we're gonna both at the same time hold hands and jump into the Grand Canyon and uh and so uh I haven't shared that with Cindy yet but uh so it, it'll be fun be fun but <laughs> so uh Baby, I love you. Thank you for saying yes. <laughs> Thank you for saying yes, baby. You know. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> you know, we we uh, we had a very long uh, courtship uh, on our second week of knowing each other. asked her to mar- to marry me, and um, uh, well, you, you know, you just when you when you've been hit by the two by four of god and uh, uh and you know that that's the one it, it 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 sticks amen and so uh i I still remember uh early on you know early on in your relationship you're you're a bit nervous and you know you don't want to be too forward uh with things and but you want to at the same time communicate a message I really like you and um uh, so I, I don't know if it was about our second date or whatever, maybe it was our first date. I don't remember. And so, um, so it comes comes that moment when you say goodnight, and we all have have had those moments, haven't we? You're standing on the porch, and you're standing on the porch, and a million things are going through your mind. You know, how do I end this date? How do I end this moment? How do I tell this young lady, this beautiful young lady, I'm really interested, you know. I want to I wanna see a whole lot more. And do I kiss her? You know, do I shake her hand? Do I, do I hug her? What, what do I do? So this is a true story, true story. We're standing there for an eternity because I am so nervous I'm not sure what to do. And, I, you know, listen, I've dated before, and but this was different. This was someone I was, I really felt like this is the woman for me. And I just, I just didn't want to mess it up, you know, because I had a tendency to mess things up pretty badly. I just didn't want to mess it up. So I'm standing there, so I'm thinking, okay, kiss her, no, kiss her, what? And so... So I'm thinking okay I'm going to say goodnight and I, and I lean in for a hug and as I lean in for a hug I'm, I kind of move and she kisses me right on my cheek and, but that was, that was really sweet but I realized the cheek was not her destination okay <laughs> <laughs> and at that moment you go <laughs> Man, I blew it. I blew it. She was going to kiss me, and I messed up. But I made up for it. Um, the second date, we got it all right. And, uh, or our third date, I don't remember when. It was one of those. But we got it right, didn't we, baby? We're still getting it right after all these years. But uh, Hallelujah. <laughs> Ah uh, I love stories. How about you? I love stories. I love getting with people, letting them share stories. Uh, you know, a person in this body that I love getting with, just because this guy has more stories than I have had years on my life, and that's Wayman Bishop. I don't know if you have ever gotten with Wayman, but that guy has more stories. <laughs> of his of his of his military career, of uh, of his life with Barbara and his children, and just encounters he's had and things like that. And it's wonderful. I love being at Wayman's house, just sitting down, you know, and just letting him just tell me his story. It's so amazing, so great. There's something about stories that we all love. I, I think that's why I love movies so much. Uh, if you know anything about me, I love movies, the right kind of movies. I love movies because they all tell a story. They all tell a, tell a story. And, uh, and so, uh, whether it comes from someone's testimony, their life, it comes from something that we read, it comes from something that we watch, whatever, there's something about the way that God has made us that we love stories. And I think that one thing I I, I think is that stories are like a gateway to see something. It's like an invitation. When you share a story, you know, like the story I just shared about Cindy and I, I, it's an invitation to come and see my life. Come and see my life. And Jesus loved to tell stories. He called them parables. But he loved to tell stories because every story he shared revealed something of his father, revealed something of his nature, revealed something of his kingdom. And I want to talk a little bit more today about kingdom. I know a few weeks back Rifle shared an amazing sermon on the, the uh, culture of the kingdom. And it was great. If you've never heard it, I pray to go on, go on YouTube and go back and listen to, to Rifle's message on the culture of the kingdom, talking about how the kingdom culture is so different from anything that we have lived in, have been a part of, and how we, we try to come into the, the culture of the kingdom, but we're still living in the old culture, and it doesn't, it doesn't work that way, you know? And, and, and I love what Rifle was sharing that Sunday on understanding the new culture, understanding what the new culture is all about. The, the culture that Jesus preached about. It says that the, the gospel of the good news was the gospel of the kingdom. And he made, it, he made it real. And he told stories about it. And he told stories about the mysteries of the kingdom. And you know, there's, there's something about when you look into the kingdom, when you look into what is God's domain, it just keeps going on. It's like meeting with Wayman Bishop. He'll tell a story that I've never heard before. And I've I've known Wayman now for close to 10 years, right? Close to 10 years? Okay. And I thought I've heard all the stories, but I haven't. There are more stories that's in his repertoire of stories. It's like, it's like going to the beach and you look out and you see the Atlantic Ocean. You, whether it's the Virginia Beach, North Carolina, South Carolina. We lived in Georgia for a long time right on the beach and it was amazing just looking out into the Atlantic Ocean. Now I could stand there and I could say, I have seen the Atlantic Ocean. Now would that be true? Partially. <laughs> I've seen a little bit of the Atlantic Ocean. But if I tell someone, listen, I have seen the I have seen all there is to the Atlantic Ocean, it just wouldn't be true. Because as far as my eye could see at the at the at the, the limit of my horizon of what I could see, there's more. And that's the way it is with God's kingdom. That's the way it is about his kingdom because it's, 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 as, we, as we're in his presence and we get to know him, we understand his kingdom. And I'll just tell you, there's so much more. That's what Rifle was sharing three weeks ago on the 15th, I believe. Sharing about there's just more. There's more. I know last week when, when uh, Chip was here, and I just want to tell you also, guys, y'all did amazing in blessing this man. Took up a, we took up an amazing offering for this man to help them in their move. And it sounds like from what Chip was saying this morning that the 19th, is that right, buddy? Our anniversary. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But they're moving on the 19th. And, uh, but, but last week what Chip shared and, and much of what he shared was about the kingdom mandate for this church. And what God has upon our church and what we are to be, what we are being now, and what we are to what we are to be. And one thing that Chip said that just struck me so powerfully, he says that all that God has for us and all that God wants to do, that God never puts limitations on anything of His of His destiny for your life. There's no limitations on the destiny for your life in Him. And he says the only thing that holds us back, the only thing that keeps us back from walking out all that God has for us is the lack of our yes. The lack of our yes. Is that right, Chip? That's powerful if you think about it. The lack of our yes. Sometimes we will not say yes because we haven't heard correctly we don't hear correctly the things of the lord sometimes we we say we don't say yes because we don't understand sometimes we don't say yes because we don't see what god has for us how many of y'all could how many of you could tell me the vision of this church i know you can't chip anybody else could tell me the vision of this church How many of you think you might know the vision of this church? Okay, wow, this is telling. Very telling, because it's important. Listen, you will only go as far as your vision can take you. All right? This church can only go as far as our vision can take us, as you see it, because you are the church. You are Harvest Renewal Church. It's just not me. It's just not a couple of people that are in leadership It's you and what you carry. Chip said last week that we are a church to carry the revival mandate of his kingdom. And that is so true. But if you don't see that, it will never happen. It will never happen. And church will continue on. What we, we say is church. Will continue on, but it will not be what it could be. Would not be what God desires for it to be because of our lack of vision, our lack of sight. Everybody, on, right now, sh- close your eyes. Okay, everybody's got your eyes shut? Okay, I have to open my eyes to see if you have your eyes shut. Okay, when you close your eyes, what do you see with your physical eyes? You know, unless you have holes in your eyelids, it's just darkness, isn't it? You see absolutely nothing. But when you open your eyes, everybody open your eyes, it all changes, doesn't it? You see, like, you see everything. You see everything. I, I believe one of the greatest gifts that God has given us is the ability to see. The ability to see. And, and Jesus talked about that a lot. He says, you have eyes, but you don't see. Basically, what has been gifted to you, the function of the ability to see, you don't even see. We have to see. We have to see what God desires for us to do individually and corporately. We have to see. The vision of our church is this, to be a people, that includes us, to be a people who will carry a move of God for Richmond and beyond as we love God, as we love others, and as we embrace the kingdom. Okay, let me say that again. Because apparently many of us are not quite sure of the vision of this church. The vision of this church is to be a people together. We have been called together to do something for the King of kings and Lord of lords. Something that will shock us. Something that will be beyond what we ever thought could be possible. Listen, we always love stories of people doing the impossible, don't we? There's something about it. We will watch TV. We will will read books about people who have done the impossible. It does something to inspire us. Listen, I believe that we all want to see, we all want to participate, we all want to do something that people say, you can't do that. It's impossible. It can never be done. Roger Bannister was a young man who loved to run. He was a young man that uh, was burned severely in a fire growing up as a child. And affected his legs and muscles of his legs, and doctors said you'll never be able to really walk correctly, and you'll always have pain and things like that. But you know, he became one of the the greatest long distance runner, milers there ever was. In, in the early 1900s, there was a thing called the four minute mile, and the impossibility was to ever eclipse the four minute mile, to ever run under four minutes. People said it was impossible. Doctors, physicians, scientists said it was incapable. The human body is incapable, not able to run that fast. Roger Bannister had a dream to do the impossible, had a dream. To, to run in such a way to eclipse the four-minute mile. No one had ever done it. He had never seen it before, had never been done before. He had attempted it many times, and it never happened. But one day, he ran, I don't remember the exact time, but it was three minutes, 59 seconds or some something else. But he broke the four-minute mile. He did the impossible. It inspired, I mean, it was it was like a shockwave that went around the world. Nobody could believe that someone actually ran under four minutes. Someone accomplished, accomplished the impossible. But he did. What was more extraordinary was this. Within a year or two later, I don't know the exact number, but it was well over 50 people had also eclipsed the four-minute mile. Amazing. The thing that very just shortly before said it was impossible, but someone did the impossible. And that's, about, that's the importance of having a vision that we could do something that someone has never done before. I tell you, if it does something that we have never done before, it's going to inspire us to do more. It's going to inspire us as a church to be a people that carries the gospel mandate, that carries the kingdom mandate for Richmond here and beyond as we love him, as we, as we, that his presence becomes priority in our life, that others become priority in our life as we love him, and as the kingdom God becomes priority in our life. It all comes down to what you see. It's very simple. When when I say this, to be a people that will carry a move of God into Richmond and beyond as we love God, love others, and embrace His kingdom, what do you see? What do you see? If I would ask you to paint a picture of what that looks like, what would you do? What, would, what do you see? See, hopefully... It's because because a vision enables us to see. A vision somehow frames something for us that we can see it and we know it's possible. And we know it's something that, that I'm called to do. So we have a vision as a church here to be a people, to be a people together that are passionate about, about the things of God. That we carry something within us wherever we go for Richmond here, for our communities beyond, because we are loving God, we are loving others, and we're embracing his kingdom. So let me ask you again, what do you see? Anybody want to share with me what you see? Mike, stand up. You might have, have to say it pretty loud here. What do you see, Mike?
2: When I first started coming here, I don't know, almost nine years ago, um, there was a couple from, I think, Ethiopia, husband and wife, he's a pastor there, and she doesn't speak English. Remember that? And he shared, and then he said his wife doesn't speak English, but he, she's going to pray. So she, she stood up and she started praying in her, her language. And when <clears throat> she was praying... I saw this funnel cloud come up from harvest and then curl out and start washing people into a harvest. And um, then the Lord started putting these crude Stone Age weapons in my hands until I had so many weapons in each hand I couldn't hold them anymore and so obviously that was something from her childhood or whatever some remote area she lived in in Ethiopia but um so the lord was saying that he was going to equip us to receive the the people he was going to bring in here through our worship and the effect that was going to have in the in the atmosphere and that was going to be the end
0: result that's powerful amen Somebody else. Edward?
3: I believe that we are supposed to lead people to Jesus and then help, uh, like with the healing room, uh, mend broken hearts and minister to anybody who, who needs an internal healing.
0: That's great. That's great, Edward. Thank you. Okay, somebody else. Nicole? Nicole? It's a shock. Hey, buddy.
4: Um, as soon as you said that, I just saw this huge mushroom-like atomic thing go off, you know, going up and just blowing out. And when I thought of the word, because I, I was like, God, movement, it, it looks like something. There's momentum to it. And it starts at a core, and it blows out. And um, it's it's getting unstuck. It's finding... Who we are, and then moving with it, grabbing others as we go and moving. And obviously, it looks different for different people because you have something in you that it's going to mean that the person next door is maybe not called to. So, for us, it looks like families really coming into health and people understanding the value of traditional family and family unit. And then the other thing for us, for me personally, and our family is business. It's like seeing true wealthy mindsets and not the church, not being so confined by lack and poverty and being, it's like, you know, the lib- people out there have so many donors and the church is so stuck in their smallness and insignificance. So for me, a move of God is us coming into glory, it's like, God, you show yourself strong when you show yourself strong through us. So the movement of God and and being in His kingdom, it looks like we have to look different than the things of the world.
0: So. Amen. Amen. Debbie,
5: um, when I think about the just the vision and the mission of the church, you know, is to encounter, equip, and engage, and you know, we see that every week. We see it on our Facebook post. We see those words, but. Until we really encounter God, then we begin to learn what does God want? You know, what does Holy Spirit want? And so our church, what I love about our church, the vision is, you know, that we can really embrace Jesus even though we're all different. Like Pastor Reifel said, if you ask somebody a question, there are 20 people are going to say the different things. But if we can all encounter God, for what his love of what he has for us in this church and in this region, because it's not really about us. It's about us going out and helping others. And he brings to us, you know, those that are like us. You know, I'm like, I'm even feeling Holy Spirit on this right now. It's like it's just so many powerful people have stood in this pulpit, and it's like God's waiting for you. Like what what are you bringing to grab on and take what they're depositing into you? And so I just am excited about that because this, this uh, even like school of ministry, like it's just been amazing, the prayer rooms. I, mean, I remember on the first time I ever stepped foot in here on a word from my friend Chip who said, you need to meet uh, Bob and Betsy Barclay. And so I first walked in here, and as soon as I walked in on a Monday night just to soak, there was nobody here, but I like, whoa. I felt Holy Spirit go through my body, and it was like, I think I just encountered something new. What is this? And so as I went home and prayed about it, the Lord said, you're made for Richmond. That's where you were born. You need to come. So I come from Chester to Richmond. And it's like, so years later, you know, God's still drawing us here. You know, words have been prophesied over Richmond. And I just want to be a part of it, right? Do you? I mean, he's bringing you here. I mean, they come, Wayman and Barbara come from Spotsylvania, right? (laughs) They come quite a ways just to come and get. So I pray that that embracing power of God would come into you and you begin to ask God, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing to partner with the vision and the mission here? Amen?
0: Somebody else? Gail?
5: My personal uh, confession is there's
3: been so many times I've seen things and I haven't said them. And to have the preachers that follow confirm what I saw... And I've been part of the School of Ministry, and I have found that so uh, enabling to know that I really do hear God's voice. And one of the things I, I have seen, Pastor, was a tsunami. And I saw the groundbreaking open. And the way a tsunami works is an earthquake Parts the earth and the water is drawn in, and when it backs up, that's when you get that huge wave or tsunami. And what the Lord told me was we need to open up and we need to let the water of the Holy Spirit fill us. And when that, when we're full, we've got to let it spill out because there's a tsunami coming to Richmond. It's already begun. The breaking open has happened. And there's been a parting. So it's up to us to let the Holy Spirit fill us to the point where we overwhelm by the water of the word.
0: Amen. Somebody else? Kevin? you, You locked in there?
6: I see new life. Uh, I see young couples learning what, what it is to multiply, planning on having at least three children. I see older couples learning to multiply spiritual children. New life. And I see Wayman telling his stories. I want to hear him.
7: <laughs>
0: Amen. Anybody else?
7: Sorry, Jan. Um, okay, so I had a dream recently. Just cut it short, but... um. The Lord was taking us, I can do that. The Lord was taking us um, to a new house. And a house in a dream usually represents a church. Um, but the house was flipped, it was on the water. So the foundation was like the water. And I said, that's weird. And a wind came and blew the house over. So it was upside down. Um, and the Lord said, Well, go go and walk on that house. So I thought that was weird, but I went into the house. I could breathe underwater. I'm going through the rooms, and he said, now climb up to the foundation. Now, the foundation's exposed. It's upside down. So I'm walking on top, and the Lord said, the wind that's coming to the church is going to turn it upside down, and your foundation is going to be the movements before you, their floor. That's why it was... Upside down, I was walking where their ceiling was. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I believe God is coming with a new wind and it's gonna flip things upside down. The house that was built by man, which is like church structure, it's gonna go underwater. And He said that the water is Him. So it's like, you know, I know the scripture was coming to me like, you know, a wise man built his house upon a rock, like not on the water, but when the water's the Lord, that makes it totally different. So he said, you know, your foundation is just going to be like, you're in my hand floating along and I'm your foundation, you know. That's
0: great, That's great baby. Amen. How many of you, are, these that are sharing, is helping you to see something? A little bit more. A little bit more. Amen? Amen? Listen, God has, because he says in his word, he says, I'm able to do above and beyond all you could ever ask, think, dream of. Vision. What you could see is beyond that. I love this quote. I don't remember who it's from, but it's something like this, is that God is raising up men and women whose vision takes them beyond their own horizon. See, sometimes we see as far as we can, we go, okay, that's good. That's good enough. No, it's not. No, it's not. You know, 19 years ago, God brought Cindy and I here to begin something. And it's so much more. We're not, it's just so much more. And I'm not going anywhere until we begin as a body of believers, we begin to walk in to all that He has for us that we could see, and so much of this comes back to think of accurately understanding and seeing the kingdom of God, because God has framed this thing for us, guys, that we win, that we succeed, we'll be successful.
1: Yeah, so um, what I keep on seeing is really two things, but um, it's definitely workplace. there's a lot of people here that's been placed here strategically out of a lot of companies and businesses and the Lord has sort of targeted those businesses and companies. He wants that company changed. He wants Wells Fargo changed. He wants my company changed. How am I gonna do that? You know, send them I'm gonna send them in yeah here because he has a culture of change, a culture of of the kingdom. Um, so that's a one thing, that's a one vision I see, and it's amazing, you constantly get equipped in this church, in here, but even in formal discussions, I was just talking to Vikay downstairs about one of my friends that can't make it to church, but just, where she equipped me how to reach out to the guy, so you're constantly getting equipped, how to do business in the kingdom, how to dream, and, and that's the other thing, like, you walk in this church, and you come to the church, and you just... You come in with a mediocrity, Christian, or at least that's how we we came in, just that this is how the Christian life is, and then this kingdom breaks open, and you walk out here with a massive dream to, and you actually walk in the dream. You don't just dream it, but the church helps you to walk in the dream, and so I see a lot of us going out in the city with these massive dreams and changing workplaces, changing changing the city, and just... Really living our dreams out, each, every each and one of you. So,
0: Amen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Casey, you have some. Yeah. Come on up here, buddy. Hey, Casey. Good morning. Hey, buddy. I was more comfortable
6: talking from the back. So, <laughs> um, how many know that the the term dreamer and visionary is a little bit of a pejorative? Oh, that guy's just a dreamer, right? How many also know that a lot of times it does take 20 years for a dreamer to start to see the fruit of their labor, right? So I just, I know that there are many men specifically, and I apologize, I'm not trying to tip this one way or the other, but I know there's many men that I've spoken to specifically who follow this man because of his leadership, and his leadership is because of who he follows, and we all know clearly who he follows. And I can tell you that some of the places he's leading scare the crap out of me. (laughs) Right? And that's how we know that he is following. And men, he cannot lead unless we are following. You cannot steer a ship unless there's trajectory, unless we are helping him. So I just want to say that the vision that he is projecting and proclaiming is God's vision. We all agree. So we need to help him and come behind him. Okay? Thank you.
0: Casey, I'll get that check to you right after the service, okay? <laughs> Listen. When you wake up in the morning, what is driving your heart? I, I hope it's more than just to pay the bills how incredibly boring is that just to have enough food in the cupboard to have enough money in the bank to pay your bills I'll tell you I see our church all over the city let me say that again. I see our church all over the city. I've always had a dream that God would raise up other places, other locations, other harvest renewals all over the city of touching and equipping people, seeing lives transformed. I want to tell you, we have some phenomenal things in our church. It gives the opportunity for lives to be transformed. I know in the next number of weeks we're going to be talking more about the School of Industry coming up this year and some some really exciting new things that I believe is going to enable more people to be able to be a part of this. But I want to tell you, it is transforming lives. It is transforming lives. The ministries that we have, our healing rooms and the and, and, and the life groups we have. I know Brett and Lindsay are leading a life group right now, and I just keep hearing testimonies. And they just started. They just started a few weeks back. And I keep hearing these amazing testimonies of people's lives that are being touched and transformed. And they're, bringing, and they're finding themselves in places, and they're seeing things about their life, and they're seeing things about God they have never seen before. And it's amazing. It's amazing, people. We've got to see... There's a story in the book of John. I call it Nick at night. It's when Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. Call it Nick at night. It's in John chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. I had all these verses for you this morning. I haven't done any of them, you know, but I will share this one here with the minute and 30 seconds I have left, okay? But I just want to show something here. Says this man came to Jesus by night. His name was Nicodemus. He is one of the Pharisees we know. He said to him, said to Jesus, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with them. There was something that he saw. There was something that he saw. In Matthew chapter three, it also talks about when Jesus was preaching, he would always preach, Repent now, so the kingdom of God is at hand. He's wanting the people to see something. And it says in a, on that occasion, he was going around the Sea of Galilee, and, he, and he, talk, he told two people, Peter and Andrew, come and follow me. There was something they saw. Listen, people want to see. There is a blindness over this nation like never before. And people want to see. And they want to see something out of the ordinary. They want to see something extraordinary. They want to see something that people say, it's not possible to do this. It's not possible to live this way. It's not possible to do this. You can't give in this manner. You can't live in this manner. You can't love in this manner. It's impossible. They're wanting to see something, I believe. Just as Nicodemus says, I see something, I don't understand it. And Jesus gives the clue here when he says this, Jesus answered Nicodemus and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. See, Nicodemus was seeing something that he'd never seen before as a Pharisee, as a religious ruler. He was seeing something in the life of Jesus that he says, this has never been seen before. Jesus would go into cities and towns and villages, and he would do miracles, and he would preach the kingdom of God. And people say, we've never seen anything like this before. I want to tell you, just as today, does it matter that was thousands of years ago, there are people in Enrico and Hanover, Midlothian, Chesterfield County, that are waiting to see something they have never seen before. And it's never going to happen unless you believe it can happen. It will never going to happen unless you believe, unless you see it. Because Jesus said, listen, Nicodemus, the only way you could see what I operate in and who I am is that you've got to be changed. You've got to be born again. You've got to be transformed. That's exactly what Rifle was preaching two weeks ago, three weeks ago. He said that if you, if you step into the kingdom of God, change is coming. Change is on its way. Because it, it's an, impo- it is an impossibility to see the kingdom of God and to live the kingdom of God remaining the same. You can't do it. And that's what people see. They see the change. They see the change in who we are as a church. They see the change in who we are as we reach out. That God is wanting to do something in this place, in this area, I believe that has never been seen before. And God says, do you see it? Do you see it? I want to tell you this morning, guys, if you don't see it, embrace. Press into the kingdom of God. Press into the kingdom of God. Because Jesus said that in his kingdom, you know, when they come up like this, it means you better finish it, Doug, okay? It's time to finish it, okay? I know, I know. You think it's to provide a little bit of music in the background? No. Is, is is to say doug it's time it's time as we pray here i just want to encourage you we 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 are going to have prophetic uh ministry today also provi- made available for you so andrea and our prophetic team is going to be a, available this morning probably on either side of the sanctuary like we aren't normally if, if you need if you need a to hear something from God. You need to be encouraged. You just need, you know, prophecy is such a beautiful thing to encourage and edify and build up. Then we don't encourage you to come up here and and also if you just need prayer. You just need prayer. Matthew 6.10, very simple. It was part of the, the Father's prayer. And it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's interesting, when Jesus spoke of heaven, he spoke of a future place and a present reality. It's both. When he spoke about heaven, he spoke of a place, it was a future place that we're all going to be if we believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's also a present reality Because he says, your kingdom come, Lord, you will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He says, the very thing that is established today in heaven, that is complete, that is fully operational in heaven, it's coming and it's still coming and it's unfolding and it's being gradually manifested in our midst as we see it, as we see it. Every impossibility that we face in life, heaven says it's done. It's a reality. It's done. But you've got to see it. When you pray for someone that has an impossibility, you've got to see it. You've got to see not the impossibility, but you've got to see heaven. You've got to see what God will do. Listen, one of the things that I, in the last number of years that I have so enjoyed is being able to go in a lot of different places, praying for people, and seeing more healing than I have ever in my entire life. When I first started doing this, I, was, felt, I felt so ill-equipped. I, I felt like well, my biggest thing was, that well, what if it doesn't happen? what if I pray and nothing happens and God says you've got to pray and you've got to see that person the way that heaven declares that person whole healed set free empowered you know and it's, it's the most amazing thing is I pray for someone and I see that person praying for the lady that had the Severe curvature of her spine in, in Spain three years ago, four years ago it was. And she, she was so bent over. It, I, I've never seen a, a case like that. And I looked at that and I said, God, I, I, I can't see the reality of that, of healing. And, and Father just said, it's already been done in heaven. See it from heaven's perspective see it from kingdom perspective prayed for her in the natural saw nothing changed in the natural I saw nothing changed at all but I held on to say listen in heaven she stands straight she has no curvature one year later go back to Terra Viejo, Spain. And I had a lady come up to me and she said, do you remember me? And I looked at her and I thought, "Mm, I'm not sure. And she said, you prayed for me last year. I was bent over with scoliosis of, of the spine. And I'm looking at her then and she's fully straight. God had totally healed her back. Heaven met earth. Heaven met earth. That is what we are to carry, my people, my friends. That's what we are to carry. We've got to see it. We've got to see it. There's so much more I wish I could share. I don't have time. So let's all stand up, okay? Hallelujah. Thank you though, for those that shared this morning, things that you're seeing, that we are a people, that we carry a move of God, we carry a mandate from, from, from heaven, we carry a kingdom mandate to reach Richmond and beyond as we love God, we love others, and we embrace His kingdom. Amen? Father, we thank You this morning, Lord God. Change us. Change the way we see, Lord God. God, if we, if we can see differently, Father, it's going to affect every area of our life. God, it's going to affect in how we love. And it's going to affect how we serve. And God, it's going to affect how we sacrifice. It's going to affect our giving, Lord God. It's going to affect everything. Because we know, Father, that priority for our lives is your kingdom. It's not my kingdom. It's your kingdom, Father. So, Lord God, I pray that our eyes would be enlightened. Our understanding would be enlightened, God. And we would see like we have never seen before, God. That we would see us together as a group, as a body, as a representation of the church, Lord Father. We would see ourselves shaking the city, Lord God. Shaking the city. Can, can we all, everyone would put one hand up in the air. Put one hand up in the air. What is it that you can think of right now that you need to see the reality of heaven on earth in? In your family, in your loved ones, in your own life, in your job, in whatever. What is it that you see? You say, I need this on earth right now. I need this. I want you to take your hand and it's like that you're wrapping your hand around something of heaven and I want you... To take your hand at the count of three and I want you to pull it down. I want you to pull it down. I want you to say, and you're agreeing with Jesus. You're agreeing with the kingdom and say, listen, your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. So, what is it that you're grabbing a hold of right now? What is it? Is it health? Is it provision? Is it breakthrough? Is it salvation for loved ones? Is it promotion in your business? Is it furthering the mandate that we carry of the Great Commission? What is it? I want you to grab it right now. One, two, at three. I want you to pull it down into this reality. Three, pull it down. Father, I thank you right now, Lord God. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We receive that. We declare that this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. We're going to have our our prayer ministry team up here, our prophetic team up here for you to be able to minister to you today. If you, need a, if you have a prayer request, you need prayer, you need someone just to agree with you, you feel like, I just need to be encouraged, I need to be built up, I need to be edified, maybe you need something from our prophetic team this morning. All right? God bless you. Love you all so much. Y'all have a wonderful day, okay? Amen.